Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of North Forker Presents On. I am Grant Parpan. Joining me this week is my colleague, Cindy Zaweski. Hey. How's it going, Cindy? It's good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, So we took a week off last week. Uh, Thanks for being patient with us. We also took an extra day this week uh, because we wanted to bring you guys this week an episode on restaurant news. It's a time of year where we get tons of emails from people. What's going on with this place? You know, is something new coming here or this place is closing? And, you know, this is when the news starts to break, not just the restaurants that close for the season, restaurants that close permanently. Uh, but you also start to hear about restaurants that are going to start coming in the spring and the summer. So um, along with this story online today, along with this podcast, we have a whole story about, you know, different places that are opening, closing, some um, closing for just, you know, a few months, some that are uh, closing for good. Uh, Among the top concerns of people lately has been what is going on with Kasi, and we have an update on that, right, Cindy? Yeah, so as of right now, it looks like, despite some of those rumors happening, that Kasi will reopen in the spring. Yeah, we we had an email exchange with uh, Danielle Cassiopo, who's a co-owner. That's where the Kasi comes from, Cassiopo. Um, And uh, she, uh, she said that it's not, that's not the case, that they're, Closing for good. Um, uh, her statement was, Cassie North Fork has been in existence for four years, and for the first time, we're taking this pause for the winter season, slower by nature, to allow ourselves to take a thoughtful look at where we are, the roots of our vision, and original mission, and staying on course with moving forward. To me, that sounds like changes are in store. I think that we could expect some changes. Yeah. Um, so she was kind of vague on that. Um, we did ask if uh, Chef Marco Pellegrini, who is really the face of the restaurant, the people that uh, the person that people most associate with it, um, he is a um, uh, operating manager and executive chef there. We asked if he would still be involved when it reopens, and her response was interesting. It said, "Of course." Marco is part of this discussion. After forging a relationship in Italy, we provided him and his family the priceless passage to America in order to create their new beginning and an opportunity to be part of our vision. We have enjoyed working together with him on the development and implementation of this exciting project. We truly appreciate his commitment through the years as the chief operating, uh, I'm sorry, as the operating manager and executive chef. I don't know. It kind of sounds like he might not be back. I'm kind of thinking no Marco, which, you know, begs the question of what is Kasi then? Um, you know, I mean, obviously we'll give them the benefit of the doubt and, uh, and see what it is. But, um, you know, it's been a really odd closing. It happened kind of abruptly and with really no communication, no social media messaging or anything to customers. Um, where does Kasi rank for you in terms of North Fork restaurants? Oh, it, it was among the best. It, if you wanted Italian food, it was the place to go. Yeah, we did that um, restaurant bracket thing in the magazine this summer, and I kind of like, I didn't assign seeds to everybody, but I tried to get it so it was like a one versus a 16, like the NCAA <laughs> tournament. Spread it out so you'd end up with like the best restaurants coming in at the end. And to me, Kasi's a number one seed out here. You know, it's um, uh, on par with, you know, different then, but sort of on that level with uh, North Fork Tamlin Inn or, you know, an American Beach or Noah's, some of the the, the better restaurants. Um, I, you know, I it, it's one of those places where I'm happy it's coming back. It's one of those places that I feel like I didn't necessarily go to a whole lot. Um, I hadn't tried the 
Shelter Island location. What do we know about what's happening there? So they're gone for good in Shelter Island. It was opened, um, I believe it opened back in March or April of this year. So um, they, it was um, it was kind of a big deal when they ended up over at uh, the Shelter Island house. And it, it was a very warm welcome from the Shelter Island house. And they promoted it a lot. And um, I actually got to talk to Chef Marco when we were doing it. And he seemed so excited about it. And it just seemed like such a slam dunk. Um, and then towards... October, I guess they just decided to go in a different direction. Um, so it's no longer there. And uh, they actually have a new spot now. It's called the Osprey Bar and Lounge. And it's kind of, it's more of like small bites and uh, like bar food and cocktails. Mm -hmm. Well, that's something new to check out at least. Um, you know, we did ask um, uh, Danielle if there was uh, any plans to open a second location at this time, somewhere else. Uh, she said at this point, the answer is no. Um, and we also asked about the sort of why so vague and why things weren't, um, you know, really communicated uh, publicly that well. Uh, there was a story in Newsday that um, said that the Shelter Island location had closed and that the North Fork location was closing for the season. Uh, she, you know, she said it's just a very busy time, two closings. And, uh, but now they're starting to review things, and they plan to uh, send a message uh, connecting to the holiday season. So I would imagine later this month, people should know a little bit more about the future of Cassie North Fork. Uh, thank you for being patient, people. We took a little while to report this because we wanted to speak to them and uh, have a little bit of a more complete picture. Um, you know, that said, we've also held off on some other things. You know, it's very difficult... Um, to report on closings. I mean, in your experience, when you call somebody who just closed a restaurant, what's the mood? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty somber. Yeah. Um, it's definitely nicer to talk about restaurants that are opening, but um, yeah, talking to people about like seeing their restaurant close, it, it's terrible. Yeah, it's it's like, a terrible conversation to have. It's like, you know, here's my dream. I poured five to 10 years into it and it's not exactly working out, uh, you know, in, in, in a lot of instances or, you know, sometimes it's even longer than that and things... Uh, change for different reasons. Uh, well, let's run down the list a little bit. So we did hold off on reporting a lot of this stuff. We wanted to kind of compile a bunch of them. We're going to talk uh, later on about some new restaurants that are coming as well. Um, why don't you go through the list of places that are permanently closed from what we understand on the North Fork? Well, we have one more question mark, Boom Burger, which oh, kind okay. of had to... Um, they just kind of closed shop earlier this year, and there was a sign on their door saying that, you know, they were closed for repairs for a while. It's been quite some time now, but you were able to get in touch yeah. with them. Yeah, I've checked in a couple times. Um, the latest I heard actually earlier today, as we were putting the finishing touches on our story for this week, uh, I was told after Christmas is a uh, planned reopening of Boom Burger, Boom Burger in Mattituck, so that's something to keep an eye on. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. And they have... Uh, talk about it that just opened up in Riverhead, so I'm sure they have their hands full. Yeah, definitely, and still a boom burger in West Hampton, so I'm not really sure what is going on there, but apparently they do plan on reopening at the end of the month. All right, well, we'll look forward to that. Um, so restaurants that are permanently closed, Deepwater Bar and Grill. In Greenport, okay. Uh, now that we know relates to the building having been sold. We reported on that a little bit earlier this year that the future was uncertain. Um, the building was sold to the owners of Green Hill Kitchen across the street. Uh, they also bought uh, Industry uh, Standard next door to Deepwater Bar and Grill. They're operating that restaurant. Um, so we'll see what happens with the future of D 
deep water bar and grill that space, but it, we know that it will not be deep water bar and grill. Right. And then Sam Piper ice cream closed. Yeah, that's another one that uh, really hit a lot of people hard. I think they were in business for 39 years. Um, Kate Nelipinski on our staff did speak with the ownership over there. Uh, they told her that, um, you know, it was kind of unexpected um, and that they just really didn't want to talk at this time. I think it was uh, emotional for them. Uh, my understanding is, again, a business, uh, a building sold and the business uh, being kind of kind of pushed out. Mm-hmm. And uh, 4 and 20 Blackbirds, that was out in Orient, the pie shop. Yeah, I think we wrote about that earlier this year. Um, I saw, I unsubstantiated, but I did see on social media someone posting that that is going to be a great place and bakery. I have not made any, I haven't even made an effort yet to confirm that. So for what it's worth, it was a post on social media that I heard about that, that it's going to be uh, another kind of bake thing with crepes as well. So that, that mm. should be interesting. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, and in Riverhead Town, Mozzie closed. I was sad about that one. Yeah, there's a few closures in Riverhead Town. You have uh, Mozzie, uh, J&L's uh, Chicken Fish and Ribs, and North Fork Bacon and Smokehouse. And those all kind of, those hit me a little hard because I'll tell you why. Sometimes you feel a little guilty in this business. Like, you know, we cover, there's so many restaurants out here. And, you know, we try to give attention to them all. I personally try to eat at all of them. Um, those are three places that I ate at, you know, once or twice each, enjoyed it, and never went back because it's, you know, you're cooking at home, you're, you know, out with the kids, you're not necessarily going out to restaurants, um, but I enjoyed those places. So then when you hear that they close, you're like, ah, oh, like, could I have made a difference? You know, there's like <laughs> that selfish bell that goes off in your, uh, in your head. Um, I know J&L's has long had a catering operation associated with that. I'm assuming that's continuing. Um, I know that uh, Patrick Gaeta, the owner of North Fork Bacon and Smokehouse, had posted a nice note about them closing and said that, you know, he's focusing on, uh, you know, sort of a rebrand and catering effort there. Um, Mozzie, that's an interesting one. I don't know what exactly is happening there. I know that uh, John Mansopoulos owned the building. I've heard different rumors. Uh, again, these are rumors, like similar to the crepe shop in Orient. So mm-hmm. take it with a grain of salt. These are the kind of things you could say in a podcast that you would never <laughs> put in print. I've heard rumors for downtown about a couple places. I know we've um, uh, we've heard we've heard that Rum, which is in Patchogue and is affiliated with Cow Pe- Cowfish and Rumba in Hampton Bays, has plans for Riverhead. We've heard that maybe they're going to take over the Parabell space, which remains open, or maybe they're going to go to Mozzie. Uh, I, I don't quite know, but what do you think about that if Rum were to come to Riverhead? Oh, I would love it. Uh, yeah. When I worked in Patchogue, and we would go to Rum after work. It was so much fun. The food was so excellent, and it's always such a great experience when you go to Cowfish. So having something like that in Riverhead would excellent. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I don't know if I like it at the expense of Parabell. Like, I wouldn't want to see that. You know, if they were coming into the Mozzie space, that would be amazing. Um, You know, just again, totally rumors that we've just kind of heard through the rumor mill a little bit. Um, No confirmation on that. Who knows if they're actually looking to come here, but uh, it would be be really cool. Um, And, you know, uh, I'm I'm sad to see Mozzie go. Um, I thought Mozzie... Obviously, you know, it was Athens Grill, and they had the fire. They rebuilt it. It was a beautiful space. The the one time I've only been there, I only actually ate there once. Um, I really enjoyed my meal. My issue there is 
it's like right next to turquoise, which is also, you know, Mediterranean cuisine. And that was my, that's my spot in Riverhead. I know. That's definitely your jam. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm sad to see that, uh, that go away. Um, there are, you know, there's also some other news. We're going to bring in some other people. We have, uh, you know, we have a few people on staff that we want to bring in for the rest of this podcast to talk about some of the other places. We're also going to talk about some places that have already opened that we've tried. So we're going to bring in uh, Rachel Seifert, Kristen Massa, and also uh, Tina Catento to talk a little bit about some of the, um, some more positive North Fork restaurant news. <laughs> like talking about the restaurants closing. That was a little painful, you know? Yeah, it kind of puts a damper on things. Yeah, it does. Um, joining us for this next segment is Rachel Seifert. I always want to say Sifford. It's not. I it's also always, I also always want to add an S to the end of that name. No. I want to say Sifford. It's like nobody says it right. It's okay. But for the record, everybody out there, Seifert. Okay, so Rachel Seifert has joined us. Um, we had you in because uh, you covered the opening of North Fork Roadhouse. I'm going to first talk to Cindy though and we're going to go over a list so we made a little list of some coming soon restaurants right so North Fork Roadhouse coming to Mattatuck as I mentioned mm-hmm. um, and you had that story uh, Cindy you're working on a piece that hasn't come out yet that I think we'll just attach to this podcast a little bit about it but um, is uh, Maroney's in Southhold yeah Maroney's is coming they have a location in Northport and they're known for these like takeout pots so it's like kind of traditional style Italian um, and it's like they have like a really great meatball recipe so you go you get a pot from them to take out and um, every time you go back you bring the pot back and you get like a different meal and that's like kind of their um, that's kind of what they're known for at Northport and they're going to bring that to Southhold so they'll be in where Jenny's used to be on Main Street. Okay so that's um, yeah so they um, I I guess they own the building previously do you remember what the uh, story was there so Jenny's moved Jenny's moved to the old 631 um, over by Allure earlier this year. And then the the family does own the building. Yeah. Um, so I guess they just, they, they're actually longtime Southhold residents and decided that they were ready to finally open up an outpost closer to home. Yeah, and I know we recently did a post on uh, things to do in Northport and Maroney's was included in there. Uh, freelance writer Leslie Long did that for us. So I, it made me think, like I saw that, the carryout pot and I was like, I want to get with that. It looks really great. And um, my husband works over in Northport and he's done it a couple of times and he loves it so much. Great. Um, so Maroney's is coming to Southhold. Um, there's also a couple other places we've written about. We know Pearl is coming to Greenport. Tim, right. Tim Gannon's written about that a little. Um, we know another one that Tim's written about that's coming to Greenport is uh, Sparkling Point. We'll have a new tasting room at some point in Greenport. Yeah, that, that looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think I, it's kind of like amazing to me that there's not, and maybe you agree with this, Rachel, that there's just not, like, shouldn't there be, like, like Port Jeff has the um, Pindar tasting room and Duck Walk. Like, how is there not already a tasting room in Greenport? I know. I mean, even, like, Greenport has um, the brewery. I mean, even though it's main location, moved now to such a great location. People would love that out yeah. there. Yeah. We also know that there's a tasting spot opening. Um, it's affiliated with uh, One Woman Wines, and but I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the whole business plan is there. We haven't been able to really get a hold of them. So um, if you're listening... Uh, the Puritas, we would love to speak with you a little bit about um, 
about that, what you guys have planned for Carpenter Street across from the brewery. So that, that's really interesting. So I think you're going to start to see more tasting places in addition to the restaurants and the, and the bars in Greenport. Um, some other things we have on our list of coming soon, uh, Michelangelo's um, coming to the former Riverhead Project, Sonoma Grill. That's going to be really interesting to see. Now, I know Michelangelo's, like, sometimes my default thought of Michelangelo's is it's a pizza place because you kind of, like, you go to the one in Mattituck, and that's kind of, you know, what it is mostly. We'll go, like, get lunch from here. Um, but you go into the back there. I mean, it's a legit Italian restaurant. We did it one time. Yeah, we did. It, I remember it you really brought nice your boyfriend. There. That's how I met your boyfriend. I uh, did. Over we dined there. with Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great time. Yeah, it was good. I yeah. mean, they, they do it well. It is a huge space, that former Riverhead Project space. Um, so I'm a little bit, you know curious on how how they'll do how how they'll make that work um you know there are obviously other places this is long island it's you know everywhere you go there are other places you can get pizza or italian so that should be interesting to see um, there's another place that we haven't quite been able to get a handle on but that we saw coming to southhold sort of near north fork table and in it looked like we came across a recent liquor license application for a place called days of wine and roses in southhold that sounds interesting. Yeah, I yeah. made a few calls on that, tried to reach out, but they haven't gotten back to me yet. I guess they're, they're still probably in the early stages of everything. Yeah. So then the last one that I want to say for last here to talk to you about, Rachel, is North Fork Roadhouse, because that is one we've written about um, uh, a little bit. Uh, I was really excited to hear about that, because for a while now, I've been driving, you know, I'll drive from our office over to, like, Wendy's Deli or just over to the North Road, and wonder what is going on in that empty former old portobello it's such a beautiful space um and it's just this big building that's been empty so what is the plan for that space so the three owners who are local to aquabog actually are kind of transforming the 5,000 square foot building it's pretty big you know they could do a lot with it they want to they want to turn it into like a tasting room style establishment that's um you know going to be known as like a place to get all the local wines and beers and you know even like some up island maybe depending on what you know what they decide on later on so it sounds to me kind of like a little bit like a riverhead cider house kind of thing except maybe like i know riverhead cider house does make its own cider but right. uh, but that's like a place you can go and also get like palmer wine or whatever. exactly and you could hang out there like that's what they really want like that was what their vision was when they were telling me about it was that they want families to come and play games in their huge yard i think it's on almost like three acres mm-hmm big property they're gonna have yard games like cornhole and well what is it i know that's really just in its infancy what are they hoping for for a time to open they told me they wanted to open mid-june so and they already started some work on it you know that they don't need permits for yet just like you know improving the floors and stuff like that when i went by there they were making a lot of headway their whole like all their family members are working on there all their kids are working on it it was fun it looked like a fun family project really great um, you know, I also wanted to talk to you guys before we go, I know we've been going a little while here, but, um, is on the, uh, newer restaurants that we've tried, um, because, you know, there's constantly place, new places opening here. I know, um, you know, we are always talking about like, oh, Hey, I tried this place or that place. I brought up to you, Rachel, last week, how I finally ate at North Tavern in Wading River and I enjoyed it. And you said that you've been there as well. I loved it there. It's I mean, my boyfriend lives in Wading River, so we're around there a lot. So if you're not usually out there, I highly recommend stopping by. It is so worth it. Yeah. The family who runs it was just so, so pleasant, so nice. Yeah, people tend to, like, 
not go to downtown Wading River, and there's like a nice little foodie scene. I mean, obviously, you know, we talked about that earlier with North Fork Bacon and Smokehouse closing. Unfortunately, you finally don't have all those places uh, filled, but it's become, and they were one of the originals, um, but it's become a, um, you know, a nice like foodie destination down there. Um, oh, definitely. I think North Tavern is like a nice alternative to Phil's in Wading River because it's got like the bar there yeah and it but it's like a little quieter like Phil's is like sports bar it's you know? loud yeah but you it can is still loud. like go there and watch a game at their bar or or right. get a drink um they were doing some pretty big business when we were there too yeah it was busy and I got this like nacho avalanche type of we got, appetizer we got that too, yeah. I have to say I wasn't I was incredibly impressed with that I <laughs> yeah, barely that ate my night. dinner yeah, some some avocado on there. Yeah, some chicken. chicken. Some you know uh, nacho cheese. Yeah, I love that sort of thing. I like what they had. They had cheese melted on the nachos as well as the nacho cheese on top of that. So there was an extra layer of cheese. Yes, which there I was. was a nice touch. Yeah. Yeah, we got that. We also got the coconut shrimp when we were there. I would highly recommend. And we also got they had pierogies. Mm, I didn't try those when I went there. God, everybody should have pierogies here. You got, you know, I know. Is, we're way too close to Polish town around here not to have pierogies. <laughs> you know, that's one of my things that I'm like, I eat it and I'm like, why isn't this on every menu? I feel that way about like deviled eggs. When a restaurant has deviled eggs, <laughs> I have to order it. I, I don't agree that's with that. <laughs> oh, come on, man. It goes back to, I want to open a restaurant called Apps that's just all apps on the menu. <laughs> Yeah, nobody's ever thought of yeah. that before. So. And then I even was like, you have a play where, like, you know, you have an app to go with the restaurant. You know, you really play <laughs> up that from a more, I don't know, this is my big idea. Well, <laughs> you just told everybody about it. Somebody's going to steal it's it. It's fine oh, no. because I'm never going <laughs> to, I will never have the intestinal fortitude to open up a restaurant. It takes way too much guts that I don't have. <sighs> All right. Well, thank you. We're going to um, talk about some more places. We're going to bring uh, Chrissy Massa in. So uh, thank you for joining us, Rachel. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, back with my original podcast partner. How are you doing there, Chris? Hey, good. Thanks for inviting me back in. Yeah. So I want to talk to you. We're talking a little bit about some of the newer restaurants that have opened All right. that we've tried. And I know you both, uh, Cindy's with us still as well, I know you both have been to East on Main, which I have not tried yet. Oh, yeah. you got to go. you got to try it out. Oh, yeah? I suggest going there and eating. I mean, we went because we did a story about it. So we got to walk around and check out the space. But then I ended up just calling in lunch the next day but i'd love to eat there their bar is so cool looking yeah yeah, yeah. cool what'd you guys order when you when you ate there pretty uh pretty boring i did do a make your own burger which is part of their lunch menu you can make your own burger so i did a burger with swiss cheese sauteed onions and it was so good nice yeah. how about you cindy i ended up getting the chicken caesar salad wrap and it was really fantastic cool yeah. So East on Main in Mattituck. So what, uh, wh- why would you recommend for someone to maybe try that place? I think it's got a really cool vibe inside. You know, they kind of um, separated the dining area and the bar area is a little more nautical themed. And I think the boat, the bar is actually like a, a repurposed sailboat, which is so cool. Oh, nice. And then it's more like, country farmhouse on the dining side. So it's just cool to experience. Yeah, it looked like really eclectic when I saw the pictures you guys took. I was like, what's going on in this place? I know, right? It's it's cool looking. It's it's a big space. I think it's really family friendly. So and they have really good happy hour specials from what I remember from their menu. 
And they're supposedly known for their desserts. Like they do these crazy like fried Twinkies and like stuff that you would get at a carnival or something. Mm. And apparently people are just loving that. Oh, I'd be all on that. So another place that isn't new, but um, recently got a new chef is Greenport Harbor Brewing Co. with Greg Ling coming over from Industry Standards, something we wrote about a couple months back. Yeah. Uh, I know we're having our holiday party there. We, oh my gosh, I can't wait. At North Forker and Times Review, every year we try to switch to a different place. So, you know, we've done a lot of good good holiday parties over the years and I'm definitely excited uh, this will be our second party we've ever done there but our first holiday party yeah. that we've done at Greenport Harbor and the first since Greg took over the kitchen so I'm definitely excited to uh, see what's on the menu there Chrissy you've been there since he's taken over yes I have I haven't had you know like a full meal there I went with um, some friends and my family and we got a bunch of appy type foods nice. so we got I remember it was a special that day it's not on the typical menu it was a really cool twist on an egg roll because it had like I think it was like a Reuben egg roll nice. it was really cool it was delicious oh, sign me up you say anything Reuben. I know anything now, now does that have now with a Reuben you know there's always the question of is it mustard or Thousand Island I'm right. a Thousand Island guy 100% that's why I went for it because there was Thousand Island in it and that's my favorite nice and it was really good and then we got they have like the big you know pretzel that you can dip in different mustards, which is always good. And then you can't go wrong with fries. But I hear that their wings are awesome. Should have got wings that day. I heard the same thing about their wings. A lot of people are raving about it. Oh, can't wait. Hopefully they have that. I don't know if that menu's been set. Maybe if you're listening, (laughs) make some wings for me when we're there for the holiday party. Please. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for giving us a few minutes, Chrissy. Of course. Thanks for having me back. So now I am joined by Tina Contento. We are talking about another restaurant that uh, recently opened, and you have tried a, a couple times, right? I've been there probably four times for dinner. All right, and that is Green Hill Kitchen in Greenport. What are your early thoughts? Every meal I've had has been really good, and then you get to go upstairs and enjoy the music, which is even better. Yeah, yeah, I know I, um, I interviewed... Um, you know, Chef Wolfgang, and he was, uh, you know, kind of like, oh, have you read about, you know, I hadn't actually met him yet, so I hadn't really researched, and then I was like, oh, this guy's like a pretty legit, like, Michelin-starred chef. He does, and he comes out and talks to the customers and gets their feedback. Yeah, what are you recommending from their menu? Last night, I had, I think, the best. Last night you were there. I was there last night. (laughs) After I celebrated, I even ate. Oh, cool. I um, had the cauliflower. Okay. With like um, a salsa verde and pistachio, oh, it wow. was amazing. Well, see, I don't know. I need some meat in there. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Just the cauliflower. You didn't miss the meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't miss the meat. That was great. What else have you tried there? I had a steak, um, and I can't remember what cut it was. And it was a cut that I wouldn't normally get, but mm-hmm. it was delicious. Nice. And I've had the cod. Great. Mm-hmm. At Greenport, you know, you've it's changed a lot over the years since you've lived there, hasn't it, in it terms sure of has. the dining scene? Yeah, that used to be Brandy Shoe Store. That's <laughs> <laughs> Is it as good Greenport dining now as it's ever been, would you say? Definitely. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. What are some of your go-tos? Uh, rest- I usually you, go See, to you don't want to offend anybody I here. I don't. Because these are your, you know, this is your territory. Here. But I have been really good about cooking and not eating out, except for this past couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, I have not cooked as much, so I've been eating out a lot. Agave is always my one of my go-tos. Yeah, yeah. Um, Andy's. Yeah, you know, I, I really try to go 
I make a. You have to, right? Yeah, visit everybody. But hey, what, what better town to do that in? Mm-hmm. It's Greenport's great. All right. Well, thanks for giving us a couple minutes. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you to my colleagues, Cindy Zaweski, Rachel Seifert, Chrissy Massa, and Tina Catento for joining me. Uh, If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or on SoundCloud and check our website every Tuesday for new episodes. Until next week, I'm Grant Parpan. Thank you for listening to North Forker Presents On.